News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. And for more on this, we're joined now by Philip Webster, former political editor of The Times. Good morning to you, Philip. I think you heard probably what Shane and I were saying there. What's your reaction to what happened last night? Well, you said quite a lot of... <laughs> you said it all in many ways. But yes, uh, he's, he's damaged uh, beyond repair. Um, but the question with, with Boris Johnson is, when will he recognise this? Will he recognise this? Will it take something else to force him out? And the answer is almost certainly yes. Will it be the by-elections, the two by-elections on June the 23rd, one which he's certain to lose to the Labour Party, the other one where he has a 24,000 majority and may still well lose that, almost certainly again will lose that to the Lib Dems. Is that the point? And this is the point. Is that the point at which the Cabinet says to Boris Johnson, sorry, you really have got to go. We cannot serve you. Because that's what happened in Margaret Thatcher's case way back in 1990. Mm. Uh, she actually won her confidence vote. In those days, the rules were different and she had to get 15% on top of a straightforward majority. She actually got that. She got. She won outright, but she didn't quite get there by the rules. The cabinet went in to see her one by one the next day and said, sorry, Margaret, uh, we can't support you anymore. And you wonder if there's going to be some big gesture today by, a, by one of the few big beasts that there are in the UK cabinet. Could one of them decide to go today? And would that bring the whole house toppling down? It might indeed if it was the Chancellor Rishi Sunak. But there's no sign of that happening at the moment. But I think the next, uh, the next post along the way is going to be those by-elections. And if they lose them both, there will be a feeling of total shock in the Conservative Party the next morning. And that just may trigger the final event in this sorry saga. And, and do, do the Conservative Party, do they have many options? I mean, they're not allowed to do a direct challenge for 12 months, but you think the Cabinet could, could oust him? He, he's so, uh, I think Shane might have used the word amoral, but he, he, he's somebody who seems so deeply unconcerned with what other people think of him, that, that things like shame, you can usually shame people into doing things. It just doesn't seem to apply to Boris Johnson. It doesn't. And, uh, you know, he's, he's not regarded um, as an honourable politician by, by even the people who like him very much indeed. Uh, he has his fans, but they, they, they realise that he's a man who doesn't play by the rules and never has played the rules in his uh, political or his personal life. But there, there comes a point for all of them when they, when they can go on no longer, because that, if, they have, if they don't have the support of the people immediately around, around them, they cannot go on. So this, this may indeed be the moment when that, when that happens. But the cabinet of today, the British cabinet of today, is not the kind of cabinet we've had in the past. This, this, this is not a, a, cabinet, a cabinet of, of strong, uh, strong figures. No. One of the reasons why it probably didn't go over 180 last night there was no obvious candidate there to succeed Boris Johnson if he was removed last night. Had there been an obvious successor, I think the figure would have been even higher.
And 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 those one hundred and forty eight people who 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 did have a vote of no confidence in him, did they make a mistake in terms of timing or perhaps being not well enough organised in this? Because you know he's still in place, but he is wounded. And and as we were just saying, this this is great for Labour in a way. Were his detractors too disorganised to get this right? Well, in a way, the fact that they were so disorganised and they were very disorganized, shows just how genuine the move against him was. The fact is that they they did their own thing, and they didn't want him. Now, had they been organized, they might have all sat around and said, look, we're better to do this on June the 24th yeah. after we've lost two by-elections. But in fact, it was a, to me, it was a more genuine expression of disgust with their leader. And the fact is that a whole lot of that 148 are now on record as having said that they weren't going to vote for the prime minister. That means in their constituencies, they're in a terrible situation. If it came to the next election and he was still there, their opponents would be able to say, well, look, this is the guy that you said you had no confidence in and you're expecting the people in this constituency to vote for you now. It doesn't make at all sense. So they, they have... They have nailed their colours to uh, to the mast, and the mast is not Johnson, and they they can't go back on that. They can't say, "Well, look, we lost." Um, you can't have confidence. You, you can't have a lack of confidence in somebody yeah. one day and suddenly regain it the next. Difficult times for the Conservative Party. Look, thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Philip Webster, their former political editor of the Times. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.